Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Radio family, good morning and welcome. And welcome back. Another weekend edition of Community Focus gets underway. And it's here on our intercom station Saturday and Sunday mornings. Your great company, of course, Radio Family, right along with members of our Community Focus family. Our newest member is joining us as an RN and the program manager of the mission delivery of the American Cancer Society. It's nice to have our newbie, but for a very short period of time. In fact, Jane Smart, good morning to you. How are you? Oh, good morning, Renee. I am so glad to be here. I couldn't be having a bad day this morning. <laughs> oh, thank you, my dear. Likewise, always, always a wonderful opportunity to speak with members of our community Focus family and see you already family. That newbie title was, I think that was the shortest lived title. <laughs> <laughs> and all the newest members of our community focus family. So you're official. Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do, not only as a registered nurse and an NBA with the American Cancer Society, as that is going to be our topic of discussion, but there is one of the many things that some of our listeners may be familiar with, and some will talk about and introduce them to the program known as Road to Recovery. We'll also get into a little later on in the program, Jane, in talking about the breast cancer event that is coming up because, of course, the month of October, we do recognize this as being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So just what a wonderful opportunity. The timing, I don't think, could have been better. But when we talk about for many years, the American Cancer Society has had wonderful volunteers through your Road to Recovery program that will drive patients to area hospitals. Last year, you were only able to drive about half of your patients, unfortunately, who called. And you want to serve all of your patients here in the triad that need help. So hence, one of the wonderful reasons why you're here, so that our radio family, that as they listen to our conversation this morning, Jane will feel moved, if you will, to be the volunteers that you need and that you want to meet the need, of course. Also with ACS, shifting more of your resources to address barriers in access to care to make sure that all of your wonderful patients can get to the hospital, start their care on time, and even complete their treatments as recommended because bottom line, their lives really depend on it. And so the need to volunteer or the need for volunteer drivers, I should say, in our area, is just so urgent. One of the reasons why you're with me this morning, I appreciate you taking the time out. I know that as a registered nurse, your schedule can get just as equally busy as mine. But here you are, my dear. Thank you for this. Let me ask, first of all, let, let's go to the very beginning. How does the road to recovery work? Well, we have wonderful area drivers. 
and we have had them for years. Mm -hmm. But what we realized, because we were being asked more, we have a 24-7 call center where people can call us anytime for information or for help. Great. Whether it's a wig or they want to talk to another breast cancer survivor through Reach to Recovery or they want to know more about their disease, Mm -hmm. or if they want to know more about the centers in their area, they can call us. And so that is as simple as ACS2345. It's an 800 number, 1-800-227-2345. But because we've had this call center for so long, Mm -hmm. we know the calls that we can't help. We know how many times we say yes, and we know how many times we say, say no. no. Right. And we were not comfortable with the number of times that we you could not s- help. Right. You had to say no. So that's why we've decided to take dollars that come from Relay for Life. Mm-hmm. We've decided to take our terrific volunteers. Yes. And then add more staff time in. Wonderful. To make this work. And in addition, we invested in something that's a lot like the Uber, Lyft, mm-hmm. Rideshare kind mm-hmm. of things. Right. So when someone's one of our volunteer. They can go online and yeah. see every request as far as they want to see. It's wow. clear, you know, as close or as right. far. Right. So if you want to drive only 20 miles, you mm-hmm. can only see the people right in your neighborhood yeah. that need to go to your local cancer center. Right. If you're willing to drive further, you can see more. But you decide where your community Excellent. is and where you're comfortable going right. and what day you're free. Wow. So we have this online web system uh, that makes it so that a patient can call us in not too much time, you know, maybe only three days ahead. In mm-hmm. the past, it would have been five because we've been doing all this with phone calls. Right. Uh, but now each driver can decide how much they want to drive and when. Mm-hmm. Total control. That is beautiful. And to add to that too, Jane, when you think about how the patient really is in control and deciding whatever distance they want to go to, whatever facility that they want to go to to start the treatment, how wonderful, one, that they have the option to do so. But equally so is the fact that you're turning those no's, those past no's, into yeses. It's true, because there are uh, some natural barriers with other providers. Right. There's uh, state lines, there's county lines, there's city, uh, exactly. and then in Exactly, the right. With us, there's no boundary. So if somebody oh. wants to go from Danville to South Boston, somebody mm-hmm. wants to go from Danville over to Eden, somebody from wow. Eden wants to go to Danville, yes. somebody from Reedsville wants to come into Greensboro, mm-hmm. somebody from Greensboro wants to go over Love to Winston. That. Our volunteers make that happen. That's beautiful. And, and to have those type of options, I'm just so happy you mentioned that because we were talking a little bit about that before we came on air as far as the reach for our radio stations with our parent company to know that we don't just have family, radio family in the immediate triad area. We go as far as into having our listeners who live in South Boston, who live in Danville, Virginia, who live in Martinsville. And knowing that radio family, for those of you who live in those areas and are listening to us this morning here on the weekend edition of Community Focus, that just has to be just wonderful news, good news, and just for someone to hear that, I was like, wait a minute. Did she say that, you know, I who live in either one of those three mentioned areas? One of our most remarkable drivers is a breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. in Martinsville. And she's lovely. Her name's Anne. And she oh, good brings morning, out Anne. love and all the people that she drives. And one of our newest ones, his name is Trip, yeah. And I think he's going to just change our world there and make oh, so much more possible. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. See, that's just a, a, a wonderful way and a great start with our conversation mentioning Anna Tripp this morning. 
Now that we know a little bit, Jane, about how the road to recovery works, how does one know when a cancer patient needs a ride to treatment? Let's talk about that. You know, you may not. Um, Because a lot of times families, they start off being able to make this work, but cancer treatments don't necessarily stop Mm -hmm. in four months. They might go on. They may uh, um, um, stop for a little while and then pick back up again. And families can wear out. I don't know if you've ever known anybody that had trouble getting off work to take a family member to treatment. Oh, yeah. That's where we are. We want to keep families whole. Uh, When the family cannot or neighbors uh, cannot make all of this work, we want to be able to step in. Exactly. Sometimes we step in with our drivers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we step in with referral to area uh, uh, assets that we know about, other drivers. Sometimes we pay for uh, rides uh, when there's no other way. So we work with patients directly when they call our 800 number. Excellent. We work with hospitals directly when they send in a referral. And we would also appreciate any family members, if you have somebody out there struggling, Mm -hmm. uh, to give our call center a call because uh, um, we would want to see what we could do to help. Absolutely. And that's another wonderful thing about that, Jane, that really says for families who are going through this very moment dealing with a family member who has cancer, and trying to adjust schedules, which can be really crazy, depending upon the size of the family, who all works, who all has a chance to be at home or in close proximity to the patient, knowing how much of that stress gets relieved when they can call the call center. You know, because a lot of times it can be a situation where a person is at work and say they they, they have a loved one and don't have, and it could be by means of the job, sometimes we're just not in a position where we can just drop everything and go, unfortunately. Some may have that option, others may not. But for the ones who don't, knowing that they have someone like yourself, like someone from the American Cancer Society, all you have to do is pick up that phone and call that 1-800-ACS-2345, 800-227-2345 number. And instantly, they not only get a voice, but they know that someone will be there to help that loved one get to the facility that he or she needs to be. You know, it's 24-7. Yeah. And they will, the, that's our National uh, Cancer Information uh, Center. They will let you know what's available, and they wow. will make that request to us. Yeah. And then we will try and meet it as best we can here locally. But in what you were just saying, it brings to mind a... A patient by the name of Elizabeth mm-hmm. um, uh, from Rockingham County. And Elizabeth said she just hated to ask her brother to take off work because she knew it was a burden. Yeah. So what we did was we made sure on the days that her brother absolutely could not help her, that we went through our cats. Right. And then for the days that her brother might be able to, we used our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So to offset any burden towards him and right. to make it so she didn't have to ask. Yeah. So it kind of gave her some of her own dignity back, too. Absolutely. That's a wonderful way to, to put it. And I can just only imagine or visualize the look of relief on her face. Gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why our drivers do it. Right. They can absorb all of exactly. that love and gratitude coming exactly. back Exactly. And even for the brother who probably, for him, it wasn't considered a burden, and doing what he could for his sister, but at the same time, likely the frustration for him not having 
the ability to do it, but also having that peace of mind, knowing that his sister was was still being taken care of. That's just it. Yeah. So our drivers are reliable. So not only do we do a uh, check on their license to make Mm -hmm. sure they're pretty good drivers, but we also do a background check. Very good. So even though they're a stranger to you, they're not a stranger to us. Right. And that's so important. Very important. And uh, Jane, rather, I had Ann on the brain. Jane. She's (laughs) terrific. She is. Oh, I I would actually love to meet her. I really would. Jane, we have gotten off to a wonderful start. I can't believe the first few minutes into the program have begun. But the nice thing is we have a second half of the show where we really can continue in our great conversation, not only on the road to recovery, but I mentioned we have a breast cancer event that is scheduled for the month of October. We will get into the particulars for that and continue, Jane, in our conversation on the need. And here will be the question that we will go over when we return from break. How does someone become a volunteer driver? So I look forward to your response from that and other questions I'll have for you for the morning. But to the newest member of our community-focused family, it's official now, Jane Smart. You are part of the QF family. Welcome aboard. Thank you. I you feel are very so, welcome. Oh, you are so welcome. I am so glad that we have this time together. And likewise, Radio Family, your wonderful company. Thank you so much for tuning in. Indeed, Jane Smart, along with myself, Renee Vaughn, we will be back after this break with more of the weekend edition of Community Focus right after this. More of the weekend edition of Community Focus here Saturday and Sunday mornings. We are here on our intercom stations thanking you, Radio Family, for being a part of this public affairs program, getting the word out and talking about good people who are doing some fabulous things in our communities. The case is with Jane Smart, an RN and NBA and program manager and mission delivery of the American Cancer Society. We have been talking about the road to recovery work the program and as i mentioned before the break radio family for those who may just be joining us as well we're going to give you information on how you can be a part of an upcoming breast cancer event again the month of october designated as breast cancer awareness month now the question jane that we left with you and with our listeners is this how does someone become a volunteer driver someone listening right now saying, I have the time, I have the energy, the resources, I want to help, what what do I do? Well, you know, I get a lot of questions about this because people want to know what they're getting involved with before they get started. Exactly, sure. right. And so what we ask is if someone can drive a patient to a cancer center, anyone they choose, you know, whatever cancer center you're familiar with or want to drive to, right? or if someone can drive somebody back home, to your community or whatever community you feel comfortable riding to right once a month if you can do that for one patient once a month mm-hmm. or more often of course yeah. but then we're ready to help wow. we're ready to work together we're ready to add you to our driver team road fantastic. to recovery that is fantastic because when we think about jane just transportation in general it can be one of a cancer patient's biggest roadblocks of treatment can you imagine yeah you get the phone call from your doctor saying jane I'm so sorry to tell you. Right. But the biopsy's back, and it's Mm -hmm. cancer. Now, I particularly have had this phone call, and I know that there's an alone feeling Mm -hmm. that happens when you're the one that gets that call because it's the last call you want. Right. But still, can you imagine if you have no idea how you're going to get there next? Yeah. How alone that is. Right. And most of the people we drive are older and live alone. Yeah. Very true. 
But how wonderful that through the wonderful volunteers that you have, again, that alleviates some of that burden, some of that worry as to what will be done. Now, in just a few minutes that you and I have got to know each other, I have already fallen in love with your wonderful personality. You are such a people person, obviously, and you love what you do. Now, I have to ask, how long have you been an RN or just in the medical profession? For 30 years. Wow. Does it seem that long? How did it get started for you, Jane? Let's get the little backstory. Uh, My mother was a nursing instructor for LPNs, Technical College. Yeah. And when I told her that I thought I'd like to be a nurse, too, she thought I'd be a much better, like, athletic coach or something like that. And she didn't think I'd be a very good nurse, or at least that I wouldn't like it very much. Yeah. So she said that if I would become an LPN mm-hmm. and get a feel for what this actually was, right? then we'd talk about me becoming an RN. Wow. So in 1983, I finished my LPN and took off from there and started serving cancer patients specifically in 1987. Mm-hmm. So I've had a whole career of seeing what we ask patients and their families and their friends to do to get through treatment yeah and so much of it has changed for the better I can tell you from the time that I started Mm -hmm. there's one out of four people still alive that would not have been in the 80s wonderful it's yeah exactly it's a time of wonders we have vaccines that Mm -hmm. let you avoid cancer now Mm -hmm. we never had that before we got two now hepatitis b and hpv so um colonoscopies Mm -hmm. save lives right Younger and younger, we like people to start at 45 no matter what. You know, start thinking about it because it can save your life. And I think the importance, too, of what we as individuals are doing, I think we see the, the need, and even to a degree, Jane, the urgency of doing what we can to, to take better care of ourselves. Well, well, you're so important in your family. Can you right. imagine your family without you? Exactly, yeah. No. That would be hard. Yeah, that no. would be very too difficult. Important. Very true. And to, and to everybody. Yes. Holding it up. Right. Very, very true. Well, let me just to, if I can, on behalf of those who would like to say thank you if you were in front of them, I would like to be that voice and extend a huge thank you, Jane, for what you have done and will continue to do. Uh, this is just 30 years in, my dear. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> it would it would it'd be wonderful to see another 30 or whatever, whatever the duration happens to be. But just knowing, especially, again, giving how much you really love what you do because you love the people that you're in contact with well, on a daily I'm basis. Well, maybe just the right role that I get yeah. to graduate and become a volunteer driver when there I retire. There you go. Absolutely. It feels That's very a good much way. the same. Yeah. So That's a nice way to look at it. The one thing that we ask that we did not ask in the past mm-hmm. is that people have a computer or at least access to one. Right. And what this lets us do is it lets us be more speedy to the mm-hmm. request. It speeds everything up. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is, is that that's the way we're going to send you the videos to train you. So you right. get to do it in the privacy of your own home whenever you feel like it. And that takes, for the people like me, regular people, it takes about three hours. For the super speedy, it takes two. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> we're going to send those links straight to an email account where you can watch them. Great. And then when you know enough about privacy of patients. Right. How not to lead them and ask them questions about their disease unless they start talking first. Exactly. And most often they do because mm-hmm. they're there for support too. Right. Very true. It's very personal, these rides. And then um, uh, just teaching them about things like uh, what if somebody has a walker and what if they have a caregiver with them and such. So we're going to try and problem solve ahead of time so that nobody's ever out there feeling alone as right. a driver. Right. Exactly. Not. We have coordinators and we have staff support in every area. Very good. And just to say, again, 
Radio Family, for those of you who, who are tuning in and really want to volunteer of your time, how, in, how important and how wonderful it would be that if you get in contact with someone like Jane or someone with the American Cancer Society to say that you would like to really participate in being that volunteer driver. Now, if they do want to call to let you know, is it the same 800 number, Jane? Well, you know, I'd also like to give our local number sure, that's sure, in the absolutely. Greensboro office. And just in case they have questions before they get started Start on anything. It. Right, very good. So the local number is 336-834-3354. Again, 336-834-3354. And all you'd have to do is say, you know, I'm interested in being one of those road to recovery drivers, but exactly. I want to hear a little bit more about it. Like right. a very frequent question I get is, mm-hmm. do I need special insurance? Oh, and the that's answer, a good question. The answer is no. Okay. Just regular. We yeah. add in ours on top. Very good. Another question is, is, well, I'm free after work and on the weekends, will that help? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, maybe uh, you can help us promote this and find more people. But most of our, our requests are Monday through Friday, regular day hours. Okay. So that's yeah. when the patients ask us for help. Excellent. Excellent. So, Radio Family, we will continue to share that number throughout the course of our conversation this morning. But hopefully you're able to take it down. If not, of course, like I said, we'll just repeat it. But it's really great that that need is there. And hopefully, Jane, in, in hearing our great conversation this morning, that they will call you at that number. Again, 336-834-3354. Well, let me ask you this. How has becoming a road to recovery driver affect your volunteer drivers? I think that for the drivers that we've started uh we've got double the riders in the triad and we've got in many areas like Mm -hmm. i mentioned before in uh uh, southwest virginia um for our drivers i think they almost describe it like a feeling of doing something good right like some people might talk about going to church or feeling like they had just done something really good Mm -hmm. and then they go off about their day yeah so it's a boost it's a lift Mm -hmm. it is a feeling of gratitude and love because there's nothing like knowing that Someone has helped you that's getting nothing out of this. Right, exactly. But to share this experience with you. Oh, absolutely. And just to see another individual enjoy something as simple as mobility. You know, I think sometimes we may not really take into consideration, or in some cases we we may even take it for granted because we're constantly on the move, going from point A to point B, going from one end of the room to to another. But then sometimes when we come across someone that we are taking to a facility for their treatments. And like you said, they're sharing their personal stories. And then when you hear how that person sometimes on a given day is so sick and so ill that he or she may not even feel like getting out of the bed, you know, but then you have that opportunity. That's that same person that maybe for a couple of days or whatever the time period that has gone by that that person has felt good enough or well enough to get out of the bed. You know, that's even when a lot of times, sometimes when we were sick and we're away from from work for a period of time, getting over a flu or the cold or, or whatever we may be experiencing. Not to say that we make comparisons because there's two totally different situations, but to really just see how much that person just feels a, a sense of liberation being able to get out of the house if it's only just for a few hours. 
Exactly. And sometimes our drivers bring their own personalities into it. Exactly. So we've got a uh, driver by the name of Jim with Mm -hmm. a terrific car. I mean, fabulous car. And that's a treat. If you know that your things are uncertain, it's Mm -hmm. nice to have somebody that just stops by. Exactly. They call you. They say, when would you like to get right. there? I see you're supposed to be at this time. Mm-hmm. When would you like me to be there? And we do Isn't that the that day wonderful? before. Yeah. So you're not calling us. We're calling you. That's a beautiful once thing. Once you're in our system and once we know what you need. And exactly. then there's Mike and he has a two-seater. And I'm telling you, I think <laughs> that people will come because they like them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's support. Um, right. Leela Moore, who runs the Congregational Nurse Program out of Cone Health, mm-hmm. said that she saw one of our drivers pull up. Yeah. The cancer center right. uh, at you know Greensboro. She goes, and I knew it was your driver because they gave him a hug. Oh, wonderful! And that's yeah. the kind of connections these are. Exactly. And I was thinking the same thing, Jane. The relationships that I'm sure develop in that ride, whether it's 20 minutes or or an hour or two, just imagine the conversations that are taking place, the rapport that is developing, but then that rapport turns into a friendship. Or someone that you know later down the road you can recall a mic. Oh, there, there will be, uh, you know, uh, smiles and tears on both sides, and we wish yeah. people well. Yeah. And uh, then we try and reach out to the next person. Exactly. Exactly. So, really, to think how widespread the, the friendships and the love can go just from a car ride, you know. Because a lot of times, typically, whether we're driving with friends or, or, or family, you know, sometimes the ride can be a little quiet, <laughs> depending on the situation. Now, I personally like the rides when I'm when I'm not the only one, of course, in the car, being with individuals in which we just engage in all kinds of, of really lovely and, and funny conversations, just keeping the mood as light as possible. I think so. Yeah. I think we all know uh, what we're uh, what we all need. And exactly. That's what makes it feel good, and that's what it makes does. us come back and do it again. It really does. And then for a patient to outside of the immediate family or friends to know that there are others outside of the family circle, so to speak, that we feel that we we just feel comfortable being around, and that that individual genuinely cares. You know, we have one volunteer. Her name's Jane. Jane Fletcher. <laughs> She's by herself. Yeah. Almost 500 rides. Wow. That is amazing. So these people are just tremendous. I mean, they are. There's a reason why patients love them. Yeah, exactly. They make a difference. Exactly. Let me, uh, before I get to my next question, Jane, just commend you. Your memory with names. <laughs> oh, no, I, these, are, <laughs> these are people are terrific. It's yeah, so easy. Absolutely. It does. When, when you have good people who are doing good things, it's easy to recall those names. But good job, though, nonetheless. Now, how often do volunteers drive patients? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? They decide. Great. We only ask them once a month mm-hmm. and to check in on the website and see if there's anything near you. Right. Because we expect that the more people know about this, the more hospitals will call us, the more requests will be made. We don't expect once we catch up with what we were asked to do last year, we're done. Right. So we expect to be bigger and bigger and support all the other people doing good work, all the other good folks. And there's plenty of them. Mm -hmm. But there's still more just because it's harder to bring someone in from outside of town. There's not as many Right, exactly. to get somebody across the state line. That's true. If they want to go from Eden to Danville, it's harder. Yeah. Caswell County. It's hard Yeah, uh, to find exactly the right system that's going to overcome any problem. Right. Very so true. That's what we try and do is uh, to shift the system by having something that works 
as long as we can find the people to uh, work with us. Excellent. Radio family, for those of you who may just be joining us, let me, Renee Vaughn, welcome you to the weekend edition of Community Focus, engaged in wonderful conversation with the newest member of our Community Focus family and Jane Smart, who is with the American Cancer Society. We've not only been talking about the Road to Recovery program, which, by the way, there still is a very urgent need for volunteer drivers And if you are very much interested, again, get in contact with the Greensboro office at 336-834-3354. And just to answer, as we were talking about earlier, Jane, but but every now and then we, we get some who are just tuning in, so we want to get them caught up on our conversation. Who's eligible for the program? Patients must be traveling to a cancer-related medical appointment. They must be ambulatory. Am I saying that word right? You are. Okay. So Thank someone you. can have a walker, but yeah. they need to be able to manage it. Okay. Someone can Here. have a wheelchair, but right. they need to have somebody else that's going to lift it into exactly. the trunk of the volunteer's car. So we are truly just a ride, right. but mm-hmm. we're a great one. Oh, absolutely. Especially with being able to walk unassisted to and from the vehicle or having an accompanying caregiver to assist them. And and this is also important that I wanted to mention, Jane, patients under the age of 18, they have to be accompanied by a legally responsible adult, such as a parent right. or a caregiver, because you, you're likely going to have volunteers who are under that age. Our volunteers are from 18 to 85. Wow. Isn't it amazing? I like that. And then beyond that, you know, the wonderful ones that want to help us promote right. it and find more drivers and yeah. keep it going to yeah. is part of their legacy. Absolutely. That's terrific too. Absolutely. It certainly is. And and speaking of legacy, and this was something that we have mentioned earlier that I wanted to make sure I would be remiss if we didn't include this in our conversation. Of course, October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and wanted to get into talking about an upcoming breast cancer event that members of uh, our listeners, our radio family, can be a part of. So let's get all the particulars on this, the date, the time, what can one do to volunteer, get their teams together to come out and support this great event. Well, I do want to give you a whole different phone number on this. Okay, sure. If anyone wants to do a team, because we still have plenty of time for that. Okay, great. Kelly is the contact person, and her phone number, 336 4 Seven nine thirty six zero eight. So 336-479-3608. And that's Kelly. And she's heading this thing up this year, and it's going to be Wonderful. over at Country Park. It's at the end of the month on Saturday, October the 27th. Great. The registration starts at 8, and then we will uh, have a non-competitive walk. Well, nice. Everyone will come out and share all of the, the women and sisters and others that have been touched by breast cancer mm-hmm. and their families have because there's no cancer disease that touches more families yeah, in North true. Carolina or beyond. Very true. And especially, Jane, when we talk about, or as most people may know, it is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in women in the United States alone, excluding skin cancer, and second only to lung cancer as a cause of death in women. So when you think about events such as this and its importance, and you ask yourself, Radio Family, why walk with us? Here's why. In 2017, 252,700 women were expected to be newly diagnosed with breast cancer in the United States. That's a huge number. Very huge number. And, of course, by being a part of this event, 
the dollars that are raised really help to make a difference. And this kind of gives our listeners an idea. $25 can help provide a wig to a patient in treatment. 50 can help provide patients with caregivers with free lodging when they have to travel for cancer treatment. $100 could help one woman attend a workshop to feel more empowered and confident in dealing with appearance-related side effects from treatment. So it's not about the numbers per se, but it's about the support. Absolutely, and specific to breast cancer. We understand this is a special uh, disease and deserves special attention. Mm -hmm. We understand that there's a lot of people out there that may want to get a mammogram, right? but their insurance may not cover, cover it. Exactly. So we have people that are working on trying to make better laws mm-hmm. so that someone shouldn't be out there alone because yeah, our exactly. policies and laws have not caught up to them yet. Very true. That's an excellent point. And such a, a really wonderful transition, Jane, in, in sharing what the ACS, the American Cancer Society's recommendations for early detection of breast cancer guidelines a radio family particular for our wonderful women who are at average risk for breast cancer so for our ladies listening here on the weekend edition of community focus if you're between the ages of 40 to 44 it's recommended that you should have the choice to start annual breast cancer screenings with mammograms if you wish to do so for women ages 45 to 54 you should get your mammograms every year And then women aged 55 and older can switch to mammograms every two years or can continue early screening, which should continue as long as a woman is in good health and is expected to live 10 more years or longer. We're obviously seeing the latter half of that with (laughs) with many individuals living well into their 80s and 90s and even beyond. Absolutely. Yes. And it's just really a wonderful thing, Jane, that when we have individuals like yourself And of course, when we have supportive family members and friends, and even when we take it upon ourselves, you know, when when you decide, well, if if I can, you know, be around a little bit longer, I know what I need to do. You know, know, this year, Renee, I hit that 55 and up. Did you? Yes, ma'am. You don't look it. Well, I am. I am most definitely uh, in that third group. And what I can tell you is, is I feel like I have a lot of life left. And if there is a way that I can manage a disease better, because the treatments and the medications are better. We know more about them. Right. We've got a, a very large grant at Wake Forest Baptist Innovation Quarter on breast cancer yes. trying to figure out how to shut down tumors, wow. breast cancer specific. Mm-hmm. And that's right here, and it's happening with our wonderful researchers, and then our doctors take that information, Yeah. and they bring it to you and your family That is when fantastic. you need it. Yeah, that is wonderful. Jane, we've had an opportunity to talk about two wonderful programs the road to recovery just mentioning the breast cancer event and again the date for that uh, radio family is october 27th there it is in the place jane it is country park greensboro absolutely and to also say you can go to making strides that's s-t-r-i-d-e-s making strides walk.org hashtag greensboro nc to uh, get more information. Absolutely. Specific to this program alone. Excellent. Excellent. Now, a couple of things that I didn't ask, and we have time to do so here in the remaining minutes of the program. Getting back to the Road to Recovery program, can you share your most memorable experience that comes to mind? I think working with the volunteer, Mary, 
who organizes mm-hmm. all the other volunteers yes. in Guilford um, amazes me. Uh, she is somebody that was personally responsible for giving mammograms at textile mills and other wow. places on an outpatient basis yes. for years and years. And now she's found a way in her retirement to save more lives. Oh, that's beautiful. And she's wonderful. And she can tell you all about the rest of the drivers, Mr. Bethea. You oh, know, wow. She can, she, can, she can list them all out. And she knows what they can do. And she's been able to double the rides. That is beautiful. And we've done more than that in many areas of the triad, right. and we're trying to get everywhere. Excellent. Now, may I ask how many years young Miss Mary is, or do you know? I do know. Uh, she is nowhere near our uh, top uh, <laughs> uh, uh, number, but she's terrific. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. I'll bring her back and let her tell you. I would love that. I'd love <laughs> to meet her. I really would. Now, how long has there been a Road to Recovery program in the triad? You know, I see volunteers that have been doing this for 10 years locally mm-hmm. in Alamance, some in Randolph, some in Winston, some in High Point, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, and then certainly Southwest Virginia, too, in Rockingham County. Um, so I see there have been people who have doing the, been doing this for over 10 years. We recently got uh, Miss Lucille back. She'd taken off about six years, and she's back. Oh, wonderful. And that's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. But... Um, in the last year is when we made a really big push to do more of it. We Good. understand what a challenge transportation mm-hmm. is becoming and that families are changing. Right. They're becoming more fractionated and, and spreading out. Exactly. And because of that, mm-hmm. and being older is a risk factor for cancer, we know that there are going to be people out, more people out there that need us. Exactly. So that's why we're shifting. Now, how do you expect it to grow in the coming years? So where do you see it going from this point moving forward? You know, it's hard to say. I feel like... We're only kind of just beginning. Yeah. I don't feel like we're anywhere near the end. I don't feel mm-hmm. like we're anywhere near helping enough people. So that's why if a driver can come and help us once a month, that's plenty. Right. Because we'll just look for more drivers yeah, in the area. Exactly. And to make it right for your community. Right. And the people that live around you. Maybe mm-hmm. the people that work in the grocery store or the people that are at, I don't know, the post office or something. Um, people you know but may not be a part of your church family, may not be mm. part of your neighborhood block. Right. But they're out there. Exactly. And they would appreciate help for sure. Absolutely. these are hard problems. Yes, that's true. And, Jane, I just think about the many wonderful volunteers who are listening to us here on the weekend edition of Community Focus and want to call, again, that number for the Greensboro office, and that is Monday through Friday, the it traditional is. hours. It is. The number is 336-834-3354. And, again, to also... I share with you, Radio Family, the phone number or website where people can get more information about ACS. You know, cancer.org, if somebody's ready to go and this was enough information for you, right. log on cancer.org and you will be sent those videos and we'll get started. And in about Excellent. two or three weeks, you'll be a driver. So we do this pretty quick. I have yeah. a lot of support Wonderful. on this. So cancer.org, you can find out how to get say, disability insurance, Mm -hmm. how to start that process. You can figure out how to get a wig and our online, how to look at one and get it sent to the privacy of your home. You can figure out how to get somebody to call you back about uh, if you have a particular cancer like breast cancer and you want to talk to a survivor Mm -hmm. that's been through something similar. Right. Um, If you want to find out more about clinical trials, if Mm. you want to find out more about your disease, all the same website, all the same number. Our National Cancer Information Center, cancer.org. Or 1-800-227-2345. Excellent. Now, Radio Family, I know we shared a lot of numbers with you. 
and and hopefully you were you were able to take them down. But let me say this, Jane, and we were talking about this also uh, before we got on air was the fact that the lovely thing about technology when we think about it is that our very conversation will be on our radio station's podcast. So, Radio Family, uh, whichever one of our intercom stations you happen to be listening to, you can go to the podcast and and hear our our great conversation. And it was all that and then some. Jane Smart, welcome, our newest member of the Community Focus Family. I've enjoyed our conversation. Jane, I hope this won't be our only one. Well, I certainly hope that, too, and uh, I just appreciate being part of the family. It's wonderful uh, people that I'm sure are listening to us, and I know you are. Thank you so much. So, Jane, with that said, there are no goodbyes on a program such as this, my dear, just until next time. So I'm looking forward to our next time together. Wonderful. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you, Radio Family. You're doing some wonderful things in our communities without question. I hear about it on a daily basis. You too. Please keep up the great work. And indeed, until that next time, when we can get together again here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. I hope you have a wonderful remainder of this day and the rest of your weekend. Until that next time, take care. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.